You're listening to Downworlder Dish, a Shadowhunter Chronicles podcast. Hi. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 205, where we will be discussing chapter 7 of City of Heavenly Fire, Clash by Night. I'm Kristen. I'm Robin. And I'm Amanda. <laughs> welcome back to the chaos. Yeah. Are you proud of yourselves that Always. we pre-planned oh. <laughs> and did this? Like, we did it. We did the thing. Yeah. We, we, we did. did the thing. Yeah. Um, we also may be oracles because we did not realize when we did the thing. <laughs> yeah. Listen. Okay. Awkward. Statement, I guess. That's what we should start with. Okay. <laughs> State of the pod. Okay. My Toby Keith reference was made out of neurodivergent love. It was it was a sign of what's the word I'm looking for? It's like I I knew it because I listened to the song. Like it was a reference, uh-huh. and it was a slip. It wasn't a thing. It, it wasn't supposed to be a thing. Okay. Well, we we recorded we didn't that have any two idea weeks. When we recorded it two weeks before that. The day before it came out. He would become relevant again. Uh-huh. Yeah. Anyway, what were we talking about? I got distracted. Our fuck up. Oh, our yeah. Tarot cards. I'm, I'm <laughs> glad that you're saying R, by the way. I appreciate that. Solidarity. Thank you. Oh, we, um, I'm the one that called you yeah, out. We jumped yeah. on the bandwagon. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was definitely me. It was a group uh-huh. effort. Uh-huh. But I, I, I did I was... also say, did you did you catch that? Anyway, we yeah. didn't know. We didn't know. We didn't know. We would have changed it. We would have cut it. It would have yep. been like yes. edited out of there. You would have never known. But guess what? Kristen was in. I, I, I was going to try to say Ireland in an Irish accent, and then I didn't want to further um, embarrass people. yourself. No, <laughs> yes, disappoint people. So yeah. I did not. Um, yeah, I was in Ireland, and the actual um, uh, sound recording was on my iMac at home, and so I didn't have access to go in and edit that because I didn't have a copy of it. But I was able to go in and change the title because <laughs> we we had, in fact, named the title that. Um and so with 13 hours to spare before it released, I got in there and made that change, thankfully. Well, and my dumb ass is like, how did Kristen know before us? Is it because she's ahead of us in time? No, Amanda, that is not how the world works. <laughs> he didn't die over there yesterday. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, no, shit. you guys are just asleep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that time Which... difference was was a bit of a struggle to kind of wrap my head around because I had like three hours where I could talk to my kid a day. Um, otherwise, she was oh, in yeah. school or sleeping or should be sleeping. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But right, should be yeah. right. But we had a ton of fun. We literally drove around the entire island. It was amazing. So cool. If we saw so much, we met people. It was, it was, the greatest little adventure. We, as as Jason's been telling people, we we don't vacation, we travel. 
He's like, because okay. we don't, uh-huh. we don't really, you know, we walk like 15,000 steps a day when we're on vacation. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, we're climbing all over ruins and, you know. So cool. Doing hikes and stuff. I mean, I swear every picture you sent us could be a postcard. Uh, yeah. Agreed. I, and like everyone I sent pictures to, they're like, oh my gosh, you got it for, and I'm like, yeah, I know. The pictures just take themselves. Like, I'm not even good at framing a picture. <laughs> like, it just... It's just that beautiful that they just, just everything looks like a little vignette that you're like, that's so the cool. most gorgeous thing I've ever seen. My favorite mm-hmm. picture is this, uh, this picture of, on these like rolling hills. We were uh, at the Connemara State Park or uh, not state, not national park. Um, and we like went up this hill and it was like kind of raining and like there's like we got a couple pictures of like a rainbow on both sides of the rainbow, but there's this one picture of like down on the pasture and there's like all these little sheep and like the sun's in the sky and like the clouds are really pretty. And then there's like blue skies. It's like this weird amalgamation of like, it is raining, but sunny. Like, yes. And it's like, is that when you saw the end of the rainbow? Yes. (laughs) Yes. Listen. Dude, my kid was so excited for you. He was like, oh my God, there's a leprechaun, there's gold, there's gold. And that, my friends, is how a four, almost five-year-old's brain works. So into it. I love it. Um, okay, you guys, let's take a podcast vote. Who votes Kristen upload her 10 favorite pictures on our Instagram? Oh, you've oh, been well, outvoted. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. And definitely one of them is you holding an owl. What the fuck? That was amazing. Yeah, we did and the falcon that and dingle. Did not. That was not real. <laughs> right. That was, so that was not real. That was well, a um. That was a shifter in an owl's body. <laughs> that, that was a whole ass demon or person. Just, His eyes are so orange. They're like this crazy like red orange color color, and they're so so big. It was wild. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! So that cool. is a sorcerer. Yeah, but now, because okay, because of course in in fan fiction, I don't remember if this is real or not. I think it's real. I think that Draco has an eagle owl. I think that's that's canon. But I couldn't actually tell you because it's been so long that since I've actually read an eagle owl. It's like a type of owl. It's a type of, and that's the big owl. That was an eagle owl. So now okay. I'm like, I have a frame of reference of all the fan fictions when Draco has an eagle mm-hmm. owl. I'm like, no wonder everyone's like, oh shit, this fucking giant owl just came <laughs> to drop something off. Like, yeah, that's pretty fucking conspicuous. <laughs> Amazing. So... Yeah, but it, they still don't weigh that much. Like, that huge oh. bird was still only, like, less than five pounds because... Mm-hmm. I guess that makes sense. They have hollow yeah. bones, right? Yeah. Huh. And Weird. And we learned that owls uh, fly silently. They're the only bird that flies silently. And I'm like, oh. They're like, yeah, because of, like, the way that their, like, feathers at the end are, like, like scalloped or something. Like, they're just... They oh, fly silent. That's creepy. Like, that's, that's creepy. Awesome. Ninja owls. Ninja birds. You're just gonna Yeah. <gasps> Hoo-hoo, motherfucker. The neck. <laughs> yeah. It's just 
creepy and cool. His, tal- his name was Gonzo, and his talons were so big, but he was so gentle. Crazy. Yeah. It was it was really cool because originally we we booked the hawk walk where you're just supposed to basically walk down on the beach with the hawk, but it was kind of raining and the hawk was like it was like really close to mating season and there was a oh like a non family other male hawk in the aviary. Um, and so he was like going over there trying to fight him and stuff. And so she's just screaming. She's like, Clive, come back here. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so he was, he was being kind of naughty. So she's like, I'm going to put him up and we'll just stay in here and I'll bring out some other birds and like do like a mini complete experience. And we're like, okay. And so <laughs> right. we, we got to hang out with some other birds and stuff. And so cool. And then she brought so us cool. in and we got to see all of them. It was really cool. We got to see snowy owls and a couple barn owls, another hawk and a golden eagle. It was really, really cool. That's my favorite drink at Dutch Brothers. A golden eagle? Oh, you were going to say that's my yeah. favorite bird. <laughs> <laughs> it could be. I don't know. I'm, I'm not a bird watcher. I haven't seen them yeah. all. And that was, that was just like, uh, that was something Jason wanted to do, but like we were in Dingle and we didn't realize that it's, yes, it's called Dingle. We didn't, we didn't realize that it was like a, um, like a tiny little coastal like town where like nothing's open off season and like people leave for the off season. Right. Like, so there wasn't a whole lot going on. Like there wasn't a restaurant or anything. So we went to the grocery store and bought stuff to make food at the Airbnb. Um, but, like, the grocery store, like, everything was so much cheaper. Like, I was just like, I can make, like, this whole, like, huge dinner. And, like, I spent nothing at the grocery store. It was so cool. But we we were there Amazing. and we were like, oh, this is kind of, like, this might be kind of a bust. Because there's really nothing going on here. And so Jason, like, just looked online, and he found the falconry, and he's like, well, let's see if they have anything for tomorrow. And so it was just, like, a spur-of-the-moment thing, and we went the next morning, and it was awesome. So so cool. Yeah. There was a lot of those, like, just pull off the side of the road and see something, or, you know, someone mentions to go somewhere, and we're like, okay. And so, yeah, it was awesome. What an adult vacation. Yeah, it was the coolest. Amazing. Travel. <laughs> the only thing I will say is that they don't have, like, laundromats readily available. Like, the closest oh. thing you can get to is laundry at the gas station. And it's, like, in the parking lot. It's, like, a little, like, lean-to kind of a situation. And there's these industrial, like, one washer, one dryer, um, or two washers and a dryer or whatever. And it's coin-op. And, but we're like, we don't want to sit here for two hours at the, at the, you know, gas station and to wash our clothes. So we ended up doing the rental and Dingle had a a washer and it was like a a dual washer and dryer. Oh my God. That thing like took like four and a half hours to do a load of laundry. I was like, this is ridiculous. (laughs) Yeah. We have one at work and it, it, one of those wash and dry and it takes forever. Yeah. It was wild. But it was super cool. Um, we had some really great food. Um, I got some Irish wool sweaters, both me and Jason. Oh, my God. Um, got to see some cool castles. Uh, 
got some nun jam, <laughs> you know. Awesome. Nun chocolate, too. <laughs> Crazy. So, yeah, it was great. How did things go <sighs> here? I heard you guys um, had better weather. Yeah, we missed oh, V-Tang Day and we missed our anniversary because I suck. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No. Uh, I totally forgot you even posted and I had all these ideas of memes I wanted to share and I just completely forgot. Mm-hmm. I suck. I did post something in our Facebook group. Thank you. And getting ready for V-Tang Day. But mm-hmm. um, I guess I was just upset without you. I don't know. I suppose. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Nothing felt you the felt same. abandoned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, I have been holding on to the dumbest story (gasps) and it is not even a story, but I want to tell you guys it's really quick. So, um, twice a year, there's this furniture market thing that happens in Vegas that our company always has at least two or three people go to. The owner came back. He was telling us about some, I don't even remember where. And he said that the paper towel dispenser dispensed these paper towels that were just like a couple inches Mm -hmm. long. And it was ridiculous. And um, I have this weird thing with my OCD that I only get three paper towels or I have to get three paper towels even if I don't need them, which is wasteful, I know, but it's just my Mm -hmm. brain. And so the whole time he's talking about how, like, these paper towels were so small. And I'm like, that must suck so bad because having only three, I don't think I could dry my hands. And I can't even remember the rest of his story (laughs) because I'm thinking about how I would dry my hands with three tiny paper towels. And I was like, no, not everyone's brain works this way. He probably just grabbed more. (laughs) And I just haven't stopped thinking about it since then. And I had to share to maybe hopefully get it out of my head. Nice. (laughs) So thank you. (laughs) I like that. And that is all that happened to me. My kid <laughs> turned five. Whoop. <laughs> and so I've been very distracted the last two weeks. So this was a good time for you to take a vacation because <laughs> I was heavily distracted. <laughs> oh, yes. Five years old. Can you believe it? I really can't. It's crazy. I remember being five. So now everything I do, I'm like, he's going to remember this. <laughs> Anything, Robin? We got home and we have to plan Bryn's 16th birthday party. Crazy. It's crazy. It is. Crazy. Like, I feel like it was just Christmas. What do you mean it's almost March? Yes. Mm -hmm. And Bubba's birthday is next week. He's going to be one. That's crazy. Jeez Louise. I don't believe you. I'm just kidding. I know, right? It doesn't feel right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I, um... We redid Audrey's room. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say we, even though I didn't paint anything, but I moved all the old stuff out of the room and I vacuumed and shampooed the carpets right. and did all the tape for the painting. So you did all the hard stuff. The hard parts. Uh-huh. And then I edged everything with the brush, which is also hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And my dad came over and helped put the furniture together that we bought. And I just have to supervise shit because they don't know yeah. what they're doing without me. Yeah. In general. Truth. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Good job. Uh-huh. 
And I mean, that was that was about it. I don't know. School, work, mm-hmm. driving around like crazy. Yeah. I'm tired. Yeah. But I'm always tired. And mm-hmm. um, I really like October. I like the fall. And I don't like to be hot because I get flustered. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. the time between like now, like after like Christmas is done, mm-hmm. I was going to say November's done, but like Thanksgiving's done, all that stuff. And like daylight saving time is the fucking worst. Yeah. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just like end of January because Audrey's birthday is in the middle of January, right. which we have to look forward to and do stuff. So for me, it's like end of January until daylight savings time. I'm like, can you just ice pick me? Right. <laughs> <laughs> the seasonal depression like hits its high and really, really just plateaus you there at the rock bottom for the next like and 45 days. I am exhausted. Like this mm-hmm. is, yeah. Get it over with. Yeah. So, um, looking forward to what mid March, right? Yes. Yep. <sighs> yeah. And oh, my only other thing, and then we'll move on, is I can't remember why we were talking about it, but somebody was asking how old I was, and I was like, I don't know, because Kristen's oh. not here, and I can't text and ask her how old we are. <laughs> so I don't know my age. We're. You're 35, right? I'm 35. I don't fucking know. Um, Robin is just turned 36. Okay, thank you. I'll, I don't know. I'll okay, be 36 okay. in April. If Kristen's not here for me to ask how old we are, I just don't know. Yep. yep. <laughs> That's one thing in my brain that I do not have space for. I know my driver's license number. I, I know okay. my husband's social security number and all the things, but like, there's no more room left for that bit of information. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. And so, unfortunately, I have to default. Yeah. It's hilarious, dude. Yes. I mean. Uh, well, yeah, there you gross. go. Gross. Gross. We won't talk about how old I am. I just. I, it's rude. I just, I just did the math in my head. Robin, we've been friends for 28 years. Ugh. Well, it's not That's gross. Crazy. That's awesome. It, That's fucking awesome. It's only gross because we're that old. Well, we're there so to be 28 years. Omar was saying he was 40. And I was like, you're not 40. And he's like, I'm almost 40. I'm like, no, you're fucking not. And he's like, yeah, you're almost 42. And I'm like, I'm not almost 40. <laughs> you're like, I'm solidly <laughs> in my mid-30s. Thank you. I like, haven't even I gotten know, to I'm my not. Then he's like, how 30s. old are you? And I was like, I don't fucking know how old I am. I don't know. I don't know, okay? <laughs> and then, like, he's he will be 40 in September this year because I talked about throwing him a Dragon Ball Z birthday party. So I do know that bit of information okay. that I uh-huh. actually have to do. But, like, so it's like I know how old he is. Mm-hmm. I know his birthday. And, I don't yeah. know mine. I don't care about mine. And then you just go backwards. That's what I usually do with Andy. I know I'm seven years younger. Okay. So I just do the math. I I don't ever. Although I could, I know my birth date, so I could just do the math there. Uh-huh. The the way I remember Jason's birthday is it's the opposite of Bryn's. So Bryn's birthday is three eleven oh eight, and his birthday is eleven three eighty. Crazy. Crazy. That is super cool. It makes it real easy for me. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> That's fun. Oh, okay. Well, I'm glad we had this talk. All right. Yeah. Yes. Thank so we, you. We got our chit chat in. Um, our apologies. And let's kick things off with Robin's recap. Previously on Downworld or Dish, we open with our favorite Shadowhunter kids, the Blackthorns, who are having a heck of a time adjusting <laughs> to their temporary life in the Penhallow's attic. Julian is playing dad with all the kids while Helen is staying downstairs with Aline. The Downworld or Dish ladies are feeling some kind of way about this, and we'll just keep moving because we really murdered it last week, but we're still angry. Yeah. Mm. Uncle, yes. Uncle Arthur got injured in the attack on London. And he's going to be delayed. He's like, oops, got an owie, but he's still coming. So, like, it's all good news, right? Mm-hmm. Our vampy friend, Simon, who is dun, 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 waking up to Raphael. And Simon's like, ah, fuck, he's come to good, make good on his promise to murder me. But alas, Amanda, Raphael is um, wanting to team up to thwart the terrorizing teenage vampire, Maureen. <sighs> Sorry. I feel like my chances are running out. <laughs> What a bummer. What a bummer. Uh, <laughs> Raphael gives us a little backstory about how when Maureen dug herself out of the ground and rose as a vampire, she was alone with no one to guide her, which probably induced her manic bloodlust. Like, it, it was traumatic for Simon. He kind of feels bad for her. Like, shit happens, whatever. Um, the clan, of course, loves horror, uh, wild and crazy leadership style. They just like... <sighs> rampaging but level-headed Raphael get off my lawn Santiago knows that it's not in their best interest to be sip sip sipping on some humans and going back wild all the time (laughs) Raphael made a play to take over as the vampire representative and he wants Simon to come with him and hide out in Alicante conveniently Mm. until it's time to take over like come back and then like do the job you got to do the job. I'm going to get you out of here. I'm going to hide you. But you got to come back and you got to like MDK. Moving on to Clace. They're headed for their date at Diana's Arrow to pick out a Bamfy weapon for Clary. The shop owner, Diana herself, is super nice and knowledgeable and offers Clary, for free by the way, a blade called Heosphoros. Heosphoros. And it's the twin blade to evil older brothers and one that Jocelyn sold before going on the lamb, like right before the uprising. Diana persuades Clary to grab the reins of her destiny and take Heos for us and show the world what it means to be a true Morgan Stern. The blade, like, basically sings for Clary when she picks it up, and she agrees to wield its powers for good. Diana receives a fire message about the London Institute, and of course it's awkward, like, sorry that my brother's killing everybody, gotta go by. And they leave to bless the blade. Jace and Clary, of course, slip into their usual repertoire of blaming themselves for Sevy's toxic behavior, this time Jace at the steering wheel of the guilt bus. They're interrupted by a commotion with a man telling them there's an ongoing attack, so they follow the crowd up to the guard. They got it. They heard it. They came out. Now they got to go see. They find Gia telling them that Sebastian and his cronies are currently trying to fuck shit up for the Iron Sisters at the Adamant Citadel. Jason Cleary tried to, like, bring the action, but they find Robert Lightwood blocking their path. And believe it or not, Inquisitor is going to Inquisitor, so he is just as angry and incompetent as our past Inquisitors, refusing to listen to anything Jason Cleary have to say about the situation or Sebastian's <coughs> tactics. Robert calls Jace a child, and they argue for a while with Robert, like, sashaying away. He is Jack Sparrowing <laughs> out of there. You cannot convince me yeah, otherwise. 100%. <laughs> 
<laughs> and Jace, of course, isn't going to be told no. It's not going to happen. So um, Clary is also up for some good trouble. So they hold hands and make a run for the portal meet. <laughs> portal meet. You guys. We drop into Jace's point of view. As they land on the other side of the portal, they're peering out at this volcanic landscape um, until the blazing light of Seraph Blades reminds him that he and Clary have just, like, parachuted into the middle of the front line. Like, <laughs> whoops, <laughs> right. I should probably be paying attention instead of, like, gazing at the beauty that is Iceland. Because um, that's where the Adamant Citadel is, isn't it? I mean, that's... Iceland or Greenland is what I always imagine. Yeah, it makes sense. Headcanon, I'm going with it. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, Jace had the forethought to snatch up a longsword on his way through the portal. Like, he's like, oh, there was a pile of weapons. I, I made sure to grab one. Why is he not laden in weapons at all times? Like, at this point, we should have learned our lesson. How many times have yes. we come across this? And we know that even though you're in Idris... That doesn't mean that you're safe. Wouldn't you have, like, a little bit of, I don't know, anxiety from things that had happened in the uh-huh. past to, like, encourage you to be self-preserving? <laughs> what yes. are we doing? I have a question. Yeah. Because I always fucking do. You can't talk for more than four seconds without me <laughs> having a question. So, right. Alec is Blade. Uh-huh. Izzy is Whip. Uh-huh. Clary is Heos Foros. Is Alec is Alec is arrow. I said blade, but I meant bow. I was picturing yeah. I was picturing a bow and arrow in my brain and it just came out of my mouth wrong. Yes. But like does Jace actually like I know um Emma was like, dude, you got a shitty fucking sword. But does Jace have a weapon or is he just like, I'm good at everything? And so he doesn't have a Right. I think he's an I'm good at everything, but he, he almost always is using a serif blade or two. But he, he doesn't have, it's not like his serif uh-uh. blade. He doesn't have a Cortana. Mm-mm. Like, I'm assuming the whip Izzy has. It, this, and I don't know if I heard this before. This is just my brain taking over. But to me, I feel like it's Maris's and she gave it to her. That's my that brain. Yeah, it's, okay. and her, her whip is made of Electrum. So it's like mm-hmm. a specialty thing. But yeah, because it sounds like from everything that we've kind of heard and, and discussed, it sounds like serif blades are pretty like, disposable or or like they mm-hmm. run out of juice okay. and need to be like sent back and like refurbished or something um and they need to be renamed every time you yeah oh right and so and so it feels like there's something new all the all the time um but no he doesn't have any but right now what he's holding is just a plain regular sword it's not even a serif blade so which i guess serif blades don't work on the undarkened anyway right I, yeah, I think I know that they can't use them, but I guess they don't. The Indarkened can't use serif blades. Like I don't think that needs to be seraphic to murder them. Is what Correct. I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> that word. Okay, I have a question though. There's a pile of weapons. Uh-huh. Yes, for everyone to just grab mm-hmm. fun from. But there's not morning clothes that fit correctly for the yeah. kids. They just. Not really a question. I guess a statement. <laughs> I know we've killed that, but Jesus Christ. Yep. Well, the guards were bringing them out of the guard last mm. week. Crazy. Here. 
Yeah, so Gia and Daddy Lightwood seem pretty peeved that they've just Rongstki fainted their way um, through the fight, but neither Love of that. them came through after them. Like, they, they didn't, like, follow them through the portal. Right. Um, and instead, they just slammed it shut. Like, such a booming boomer parenting move for you. Like, fine, then stay out. You'll have to stay out all night if you're going to sneak out. Like, <laughs> uh-huh. even though technically I'm pretty sure the parents in this are, like, Gen X. But we all know that Gen X, right. uh, that, that yeah. that's a 50-50 mm-hmm. split. <laughs> It is. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. So Jace tropily tells Clary to like stay close as they like get their bearings. And it's snowing, right? So Sebi's peeps are pretty easy to spot in their like red costumes. Um, But (laughs) fucking costumes. (laughs) But everyone just is just kind of standing there. Like the pause before they run at each other. Um, like it's some kind of like battle of Valentine's bastards or something. Like I don't I'm like, what kind of warfare is this? It's like the revolutionary war they just take turns shooting muskets at each other. Yeah. Stand there, it's my turn to shoot at you now. Yeah. And then Hold Mel Gibson just fucks people up with a tomahawk. Yeah. So I think Jace is having a bit of a PTSD moment. Um, his internal monologue is like running through and he keeps likening like what lays before him um, to the battle at the Burren. And it feels like the similarities are really like pulling his focus. Like he's like, but this isn't the same thing. And, you know, like he's having he's having a rough go of it. Um and really struggling to ground himself there for a minute before he's like, okay, this isn't what that is. This is something different. And most of the Indarkened have, like, their hoods up, which I was like, oh, okay. Surprisingly, Sebi is kind of a bitch about uniform regulations, I guess. Like, <laughs> sure. Uh-huh. Right? So they can't... Ad- you need to add more flair to your name tag, wasn't that it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're not wearing yeah. enough flair. Um. So they can't immediately find Sebastian they, in the crowd. They're, like, not sure where he is. And there's only a few people that don't have their hoods up. Um, and Clary wonders where the Iron Sisters are. But Jace assures her that they'd be locked inside the Citadel protecting the arsenal. Um, and that, like, it's basically up to the people outside to defeat Sebastian. The bastard. The bastard Bastion. <laughs> if you will. Um, unfortunately, that's about when the screaming started. Um, people in the Nephilim group started recognizing their, like, non-hooded and darkened as, like, people that they know and love. Um, and as predicted, things start to go downhill from there. (laughs) It's Mm -hmm. not, it's Mm -hmm. not great. Despite Clary's protests, um, a woman steps forward recognizing her brother. And since the council was still talking bullshit about how, oh, we're going to look for a cure because they were worried about inciting panic, their people are completely unprepared. And this bitch thinks she can reason with her turned brother. Um, Unfortunately, she has to learn her lesson the hard way by losing her head. Um, And as, exactly. And as Izzy said before, (laughs) like, they're gone. There's no, you're, you're fucked. Mm-hmm. And then in the ensuing. It's just a vessel. What is it? A bag of bones? Yeah. Bag of bones. <laughs> skin and bones. 
In the ensuing panic, uh, the Nephilim begin to break rank, and Jace, the teenage tactician, trademark pending, that he is, notices uh, the forward progression of Sebastian's army and, like, the trap that this is. And so he calls out Hammer and Anvil, (laughs) which I'm guessing is some, like, training exercise or battle maneuver or something that they're, like, taught. And he's, like, hoping that they get it. And I'm like, but... We don't get it. As, I don't get it as the reader. What is it? <laughs> You're calling an audible here and they don't yeah. know the, the book, the playbook. Exactly. And he turns to Clary and like tells her she's got to go get to a wall and make a slice of portal meat to get them the fuck out of there because they're all <laughs> about to be roasted and toasted and not in the fun way. Mm. And the progressive boyfriend that Jace is, he resists the urge to shelter Clary. He's like, I want to kiss her and hide her and protect her and da da da. But <sighs> I can't. He lets her get swallowed up in the battle on her mission to go open the portal. And, you know, he brought her into this life. He trained her up good. Now it's time to let baby angel warrior spread her wings while daddy goes and kicks some ass. <laughs> Don't. Oh, God. So instantly, and then Darkened is, like, lunging for him. And just as quick as before, like, they, they're, they like, super, like, uncharacter- like uncannily fast and stuff. Um, but, you know, Jace has heavenly fire in his veins. So he rises up to meet the boy. Or meet him. Booyah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I really gave, like, I really lost momentum there at the end. (laughs) So skipping over to Clary, uh, who has dropped her sword. (laughs) Good thinking all the, or good thing all the Undarkened uh, are running away from her as soon as she tries to engage them. Otherwise, she'd be fucking dead. Instant. No question. What are we doing? So her dear brother likely ordered them not to touch her. And instead of utilizing this information to her advantage, Clary is conscious um, or Clary's conscience uh, doesn't let her go after the fleeing and darkened and take them out. Uh, Like, at least you have a sense of honor, I guess. Hopefully that warms the heart of the families of the people that that person's going to kill. Yes. Right. (sighs) In hell. So uh, Clary continues on, darting through the crowd as shadow hunters are pushed down the hill by Sebi's legion. Um, and as she makes her way, uh, she takes note of like this vignette that is going on around her. So she's like taking stock of what's <laughs> happening. There's a woman fighting in and darken like that's twice her size, and she's like really struggling, and they're in the mud. Um, and then there's like this man weeping over the fallen body of a red clad soldier. So he's like killed somebody that he knew. Um, and a silent brother is absolutely obliterating a dark shadow hunter's cranium, like, and like implode. Um, <laughs> and then there's Crazy. this other man that is pleading with an endarkened, um, only to be struck down without any hesitation. Like shit is looking grim. It doesn't look. Very good. We clearly weren't prepared. No. We shadow hunters. No. (laughs) So finally, Clary makes it to the other side of the crowd and to the wall of the citadel to make her portal. And she's momentarily distracted when an Endarkin tries to sneak through the gate. But 
the gate is like two giant crossed swords, right? And that's like the arch that leads into the only only gate uh, to the citadel walls. And as soon as this guy tries to walk through, they like scissor real quick and just slice his ass in half. Like, not today, bitch. Oh, God. And then, of course, like, blood sprays everywhere. And then Clary, like, looks around. She's like, ah, shit, this isn't the first time they've tried that. There's a bunch of blood and, like, shit all over the ground. Like, (laughs) And so as she's trying to, like, not vomit, um, she, like, kind of regains herself. And she, like, pulls out her steli. And she's, like, about to start working on shit, getting back to business. But she's interrupted. Again, and this time it's by Amatus. Amatus like leads Clary by sword point away from the wall. And Clary gets kind of cocky. She's like thinking she's safe because clearly Sebastian told his cronies not to hurt her. But Amatus is only too happy to correct Clary. She's like, "Uh, Sebastian ordered us not to kill you. Uh, He didn't say anything about hurting you. Like, I would be happy to cut off all your your fingers and toes. (laughs) Like... Jesus. Clary's like, okay, you better stop being annoying. Right. (laughs) And despite knowing how futile it is, uh, Clary tries to, like, reason with Amatus. I think this is more of, like, trying to delay the inevitable tactic. Um, At the very least, she's arguing to stall for time. Uh, And she's trying to I mean, most of the villains she has met have really really loved monologues yes. so yes i mean it's a pretty good from experience tactic. yeah this is this uh-huh. is something that yeah. has and uh continues to work um <laughs> and so she's trying to gauge where her brother's at in the crowd and like how much time she has before she can get to him because like in that time is when she can like her window of opportunity to escape the situation because once Sebastian's around she's kind of well and truly fucked and she knows that um but Clary's like cajoling doesn't uh, work on Amatus. She sees Sebastian's vision. He knows exactly how the clave will respond and now his forces are picking them off uh, not only does he have the tactical advantage, the Nephilim are not prepared for the emotional warfare of fighting their loved ones. And Amatus is like, look here, across the valley. She's like an evil Mufasa. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, I don't know if there's any way to prepare yourself to try to kill your own loved no. one. So, no, it's crazy. Fair point. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> Sorry, I've had a frog in my throat all week. So Clary asks Amatus where all the Indarkin come from. Clearly, she's still stalling. But she also kind of shows their hand, like how unaware the clave is of Sebastian's moves by telling her that the clave thought there would only be like 20 people. And darkened, I should say. And Amatus is like, bruh, not telling you that, duh. <laughs> Just know, Sebastian has friends in low places, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he knows people. He's got a guy. So Clary tries to tug at Amatus's heartstrings um, that she will, like, that hopefully part of Amatus is still in there, reminding her, like, you're a Nephil- you're Nephilim, you're one of us, you're Luke's sister. Like, how can you do this, you know? And she's like, ew, that guy, he's a downworlder, gross. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> 
And she's like, but you seemed like you were totally into like reconnecting with him at one point. And Amatis is telling her like she was trapped at the time before I was trapped. And I thought I needed the clave's approval. And um, so I pretended to be cool with Luke. But nah, sounds very nah. culty. Yeah. She says that the Nephilim took everything from her. Um, I I don't understand where her hate is coming from with the Downworlders. I guess it's like when they drank from the cup, they just took on, obviously, all of Sebastian's thoughts, I imagine, or his opinions on every situation. But it's it's strange to me because he doesn't seem like he cares that much about the downholders, other than that they were helping the shadow hunters, right? I think he just doesn't like the Nephilim. Yes. For like Yeah. Yeah. First and like And so she's like, ew, Luke. But I'm gonna read this and I know it's long, but I have to. She says, I quote, The Iron Sisters took my mother. Then an Iron Sister presided over my divorce. They cut my marriage room nope. My marriage marks into and I cried with the pain of it. They have no hearts in them, only Adamus. And the Silent Brothers, too. You think they are kind, that the Nephilim are kind because they are good. But goodness is not kindness, and there is nothing crueler than virtue. And I mean damn. I mean... <laughs> I can't say that I disagree. I, I know. It's, it it's always hard when you're like, ooh, you got a point. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's, it's weird that that those memories are with her still. Mm-hmm. It's, and I guess she obviously knows who Luke is. I wonder if it's almost like, I feel like, so like Jace, when he was tied to Sebastian, mm-hmm. still had his own like memories and thoughts and stuff, but he like right. kind of had to do what Sebastian wanted him to. And so I wonder if some of this is kind of like Amatus was lawful mm-hmm. good. Or, like, chaotic good or whatever. Chaotic good, whatever. And I wonder if it's just changed that good to evil. Yeah. So it's, okay. like, that's still her thoughts and feelings. Like, I'm sure she's still felt that way before. But now it's, like, I'm evil huh. now so I can act on like it's feeding these on the feelings that I've had. Yourself. Yeah. Uh-huh. So it's, like, changed her alliance from good to evil. Mm-hmm. That would make sense. Because I feel, I feel like, like they... I feel like this is all so rem- probably thinking too much into this, it's my jam. The dark and darkened are changed from drinking from the cup that is filled with Lilith's blood. Uh-huh. And if that is not Lilith coming out right yeah. of Amatus's mouth and her own, like it's just like her little voice in the back, like fuck these mm-hmm. guys. Yep. It's it's very yeah. John Travolta. Yeah, because at first I, I thought it was sort of like they drank from the cup and they were sort of almost robotic, like must kill shadow hunters, you know. But I think you're right. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry. Yeah. So Cleary continues to try to convince Amatis that she has a choice. And finally, <laughs> someone in this series Tells Clary to shut the fuck up. Thank God. I think she literally was like, can you please just be quiet? Like, come on, bro. (laughs) (laughs) And um, finally, uh, Clary sees Jace cutting his way through the Undarkened, making his way to her like a freaking badass. It's awesome. It sounds like he's just 
making himself a pathway through literal people. And Amatus is clearly distracted by Jace's badassery. So Cleary decides to make her move. She finally makes a smart decision. It's like someone told her to shut up and she can actually use her brain now. It's crazy. <laughs> oh, God. I, and I didn't tell him to shut up, but I, I had to tell that to William the other day. I'm like, I really need you to stop talking. Like, I, I can't. Oh, my God. Yeah. Sorry. Yep. Sushi just jumped up here. There's no room at the end. You could totally hear her purring earlier, by the way. She's so cute. There's, she can sit on my lap, but you can't come and put your butt on my keyboard anyway uh, i was just like my so, brain can't think with the words coming out of your mouth yes constantly please stop please stop yeah give me just five minutes <sighs> clary sweeps amatus at the ankle and gets her to the ground knocking her sword away and literally I'm, I'm assuming she's standing above her is what i'm picturing and i'm pretty sure that's correct she literally says that's right and i'm adding bitch <laughs> that's what i feel like if this wasn't YA, she would have said uh-huh. that. <laughs> so we go over to um, Isabel because, of course, we can't continue with that line right there. That Why was just that, that was a perfect stopping point. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry. She's yelling at her dad to let her go. So the demon tire- towers had changed from red and gold, changed to red and gold, and she and Alec had mound up <laughs> and headed to the guard <laughs> like they're supposed to do. Yeah. And Izzy is totally buzzing with excitement, like ready to take on Sebastian. She is just, it doesn't even sound like she's nervous at all. She, this, she's been, she's been ready for this. And the shadow hunters are being ushered through a portal. She completely lost track of Alec because there were so many people. This was happening really quickly. And she sees Jace and Cleary go through the portal So she picks up speed and tries to get to the front of the line, and she is stopped by her dad, which is obviously why she was trying to fight him off. So Robert finally lets her go just as the portal comes to a close, and Gia makes an announcement that um, they're like they have to leave some people behind. Like they they had enough warriors go through as backup to fight the twenty and darkened that they think are there. Um, and so they need some people to stay behind in Alicante just in case. And so Robert tells Izzy that's why he wanted her to stay behind. Duh. Like, see? Told you. We need people here. Mm-hmm. You're totally okay to fight. You're in the auxiliary, want girl. You to stay here. Yeah. But she's too pissed at him and is just glad to see that she had clawed him enough to draw blood. Like, she <gasps> looks back and she, he is literally bleeding from these scratches that she put on him. And eventually Alec reaches Izzy and tells her that they should go back to the house. This is like not the place for Izzy to have this fight with Robert. Clearly people are looking. I mean, she yelled at him and called him a lying bastard. And apparently this is not normal in Shadowhunter culture. So it sounds like people are just awkwardly like looking but trying not to look. Like, oh, it's like at the grocery store when you're pretending to not need to look at what another person is in the way of uh-huh so you're just waiting for them to move but walk you don't back want it to be forth. awkward yeah i um <laughs> i was really trying to eavesdrop yesterday and i was like would you just look over here while you're talking like <laughs> quit looking at what you're talking about and look at the person you're talking to who's also by way of your mouth being towards where my ear is please mm-hmm. have yes. some respect yeah, yeah. absolutely 
So Izzy's argument is that, is that Jace and Cleary were able to get through the portal. And Robert's like, yeah, but that doesn't mean that you need to follow them. They weren't supposed to go. <laughs> if they and jumped snap. off a cliff, would you jump off a cliff too? She's like, obviously. That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, she would. She's like, can't you tell how amped up I am? I'm ready yeah. to go. I've yes, had I like would. seven Red Bulls, okay? <laughs> we're doing yeah. this. <laughs> But he kind of just dismisses her. Don't tell me. No, I was just that episode of Dairy Girls where Claire, they're like, Claire, how many of those have you had? She's like, five, 23. (laughs) (laughs) That's such a good show. It's good. Oh my God, it's so good. I love James. And I got to see like a bunch of the stuff that's in the show, like locations and Uh stuff, because we went to Dairy. So cool. I love that. So cool. And thank God. Thank God I watched that show because I could understand people. It really helped. That's what I was wondering. Northern Ireland was really hard. Like in Belfast, it was, Belfast was really, I struggled. I was like, I'm, can you slow down? (laughs) I'm sorry. Right. You have to like listen and think about it. (laughs) Okay. Listen, this is okay. Here. I'm sorry that we're taking a little sidebar. We talked for 20 minutes, but I, I just have a question that came to my mind. So I have to know. Did you ever embarrassingly accidentally try to say something in an Irish accent? Like not on purpose? No, no, no. Thank God. No. I feel like that is what would happen to me. Same. And it would haunt me until the day I die. <laughs> well, because I'd be practicing with Andy at night. That's what I would have been doing. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. No. Like, but jokingly. Because it wouldn't be good. <laughs> no, no, I didn't. Thank God. Um, I, I was like nervous American though. And like, I don't have the greatest hearing, um, especially in places where there's other like uh, ambient noise happening. Um, I have mm-hmm. a hard time. So when people talk fast or um, aren't like Robin said, looking at me while they're talking to me. Sometimes uh-huh. I'm like, huh? And so there was a quite a few times where they're like, they were asking if I wanted a bag, but I was like, it sounded like, huh? And I was like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> and then you just do the awkward smile and nod because you have no idea what uh-huh. they said after you asked them for it. Or, or like you're trying to like say thank you and, and leave and they keep saying something and you keep going, okay, thanks, bye. Okay, thanks, bye. <laughs> uh-huh. Because I just can't. It's like a, it's a tick. I can't not say it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. But it wasn't too bad. <sighs> okay. Amazing. Okay. Good, good, good. <laughs> okay. So Robert does, of course, what we would expect him to do and just kind of dismisses Izzy, even though she's clearly very upset, that because he has more important things to do um, than have a discussion with his daughter when she is clearly upset and scratching his face like you could take five minutes and have a discussion with your daughter she's clearly struggling this has been difficult for her she also lost someone not just you well and I mean Um, honestly I don't know okay I don't know I'm just assuming like again I I texted the words unbridled feminine rage to Amanda last night and it was about an episode of Bluey but still (laughs) this is just where my heart's been right now like would you not think that it's possible that izzy had a better relationship with max and was closer to him than robert was because i could Mm -hmm. see that absolutely because what do you do robert yeah what do you do 
Well, I imagine she was big sister, obviously, and took care of him a lot because they weren't there and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. Very sad. Uh, Even his name pisses me off. So, Alec. Of course it does. (laughs) We should just start calling him Bob. Fuck you, don't. Yeah, I almost did on accident. (laughs) I almost did when I was typing. So he kind of points out, like, I don't have time for this. There's only 20 in Darkened. We sent enough shadow hunters through. Like, everything is fine. And Alec admits that um, Izzy has a point. 20 in Darkened is like 100 shadow hunters. You don't know what we're up against over there. How could anyone even know that, Napoleon? <clears throat> yeah. And Izzy is so pissed. She's kind of like, okay, well, fine. If anything happens to Jason Cleary, it'll be your fault, just like Max is your fault. And he is just taken aback. He is, like, dumbfounded that she would even say that to him. And Maris overhears the conversation and comes over to agree with Alec about going to the house. Yeah. (laughs) Alec was right. Let's let's get out of here. (laughs) Now is not the fucking time. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So um, she... uh, I hate this. She agrees with Robert that the reinforcements the consul is referring to that were sent over are adults and that they need now would be adults and not children. So apologize to your father. Max's death is not on him. Max's death is not on him. It was Vtang and there's no one else to blame. And Izzy is like, fuck no. No. Would there even have been a mortal war if Robert hadn't been on V-Tang's side at some point anyway? <gasps> she finally can't take it anymore. She literally says that. She can't take it anymore. She comes out with everything. She knows Robert cheated on Maris <gasps> before Max was born and only stayed because of Max. And she asks him if he's happy that Max is gone now uh, so that um, Robert doesn't feel obligated to stay with the family. <laughs> she really did. And they're all just kind of standing there in shock. She really finally. She really did. They're like, "Come on, let's just go somewhere else." And she's like, "No, no, no, we're Aaron and all." Foom, yeah, <laughs> like the whole fucking king size. Okay, at sheep. this point, like Maris and Robert are still trying to save face, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in general, and she's just like, mm, "He just got a promotion." I'm just going to destroy you. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm gonna do. Things are awkward. Stop pretending. <laughs> Yeah. Well, especially like, okay, so I, um, surface level, right? And this chapter's so exciting. And I don't want to say like, like, it's action, right? This Uh chapter is a verb, if you will. So when you're reading through it really fast, you're just like, okay, cool, cool, whatever, like, move on, move on. But then you're thinking Mm -hmm. about it and you're like, okay, so. I mean, how fucked up is that for Isabel? Like, yeah, Robert yes. only wanted to, like, he was going to leave Alec and her. That didn't matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, he was going to, but he just stayed for Max. Like, okay, cool. Like, what about me and my brother, my older brother? Right. And I just never, like, that thought had never went into my brain before. Mm-hmm. It's almost like he feels like they're older, and so, like, he's done. He doesn't need to parent them anymore. So yeah. he can just move on. They would understand. He can yeah. go. Yeah. Like... Or they'll get over it because yeah. no, they're basically they're anyway. no longer his problem because he's like, oh, you're old enough not to be my problem anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have your first rune. I don't give a shit about you anymore. Yeah, yeah. You're you now your cannon fodder. It's oh, fine. Fuck. Oh, ouch. 
obviously that's he doesn't want her to go now right. because he doesn't want her to get hurt so that's not yeah completely yeah. fair but it's not true but that's how she feels yeah. i'm sure uh-huh. yeah so alec speaks first um just saying izzy's name like he can't even believe what she's saying clearly he didn't know any of this and robert turns to maris and he is obviously pissed that she had told izzy and alec is like wait <laughs> You're saying it's true? Like, what the hell? You're confirming it by asking Maris that question. So Robert just kind of quiets Alec. And he's like, Alexander, please. Like, no, he's processing this too. It's just, Alec is just gone. He's over it. He just takes off. He goes over to Gia and is clearly arguing with her about something. So he's taking his anger out on whatever it is that he's talking with her about. Maybe he's trying to argue to get through the portal, is my assumption. So... Robert is too stunned to really react, but finally says that he, um, she can't really mean that she would think that, that Izzy would think that Robert would leave and he's happy about Max basically at this point. Like, you can't really think I'm happy that Max died, like seriously. Um, but she's not interested in leaving or interested in talking to him about any of it. She just wanted to drop the bomb. She doesn't want to talk about it. She's done. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is why I'm angry. And she takes off, too. She's like, look, I came up here. I was going. The intention was to hurt somebody. And the person that I wanted to hurt, I cannot physically wrap my fingers around their neck. So um, I'm just we're done here. I'll just hurt you. Yeah, it's you. Not that he didn't deserve the whole tongue lashing. Yeah. Yes. To be fair. Yeah. But. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it could have definitely been better. But. For some reason, I'm glad Alec is there to hear it because he deserved to know. I don't know why I feel that way. It has nothing to do with him. But she had to have that burden, and now uh-huh. he can have it too, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. That's the sister yeah. caregiver They can bond over thing. that trauma. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then we go back over to Jace because, of course, it's perfect timing. And he's making his way through the Endarkened. Somehow, he has a second blade. He has no idea where it came from. He just took someone out and stole their blade, I guess. And he can feel the fire in his veins. And it sounds like he's kind of like Terminator status to me. He's just like bucking people off as they come near him. (laughs) He's just like living life in the fast lane. I don't know. He's amazing. And nothing's really phasing him. He's easily taking people out as they come toward him. And he raises his sword to one more in Darkened. And he notices that they actually flinch. And these motherfuckers are typically emotionless. So he was surprised. He was taken aback. So he didn't re- he didn't chop their noggins off right away. And um, he realizes it's because of the voice that he hears behind him. And it is Sebastian. So clearly that's why this in Darkened was flinching. They were afraid of Sebi. And Jace assumes he must have used V-Tang's ring to appear out of nowhere, which is just so cool. So badass. Just let these people fight your battle and then you just show up when you want to see the people and it takes you right there. Anyway, he's wearing his red gear. Of course, they are covered. It's covered in gold runes for protection, healing, and good luck. But they also have gray book runes that the Endarkened can't wear. It's totally not fair. Mm. Mm-hmm. They're fighting your fight and they can't even 
fight as well as you. Basically. I also just love that Sebi's a superstitious bitch. You got a good luck rune on you on top of this? <gasps> yeah, good point. Yes. Have you saged your freaking uh, gear? Have you done that? Right. I mean, is it considered good luck if you have to use a rune? Did you put moon water on it to wash it? Like, is that what you did? <laughs> Never heard that before. <sighs> so Sebastian's like, oh, hey, did you miss me? Which is hilarious for a villain to say, in my opinion. Yes. Okay. So funny. And Jace is like, um, no, you couldn't possibly think <laughs> that. But this motherfucker has such a fantastic personality. And he's like, well, like, I don't know why else you would be here. And I feel like he and I are on the same level. Yes. That is so something I would say. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and he is deadpan um, just like you. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. You must miss me. Well, I don't know why you would be here. You know I can't be killed with a blade. I'm sure that kid from L.A. told you that. And J- Jace is like, yeah, yeah, I know. But I could cut you into little pieces as an experiment uh, and see how long it takes you to put your body back together. Or I could <laughs> cut your head off. It might be fun to watch you try to find it, which I agree. Awkward. <laughs> and Sebastian is no longer amused. He tells Jace that um, it wasn't smart to have Clary go off on her own to make a portal because now she's being held by one of his lieutenants and her throat will be cut if Jace harms Sebastian. So, you know. And while he's talking, Lilith's rune on Jace, the one that had tied him to Sebi, starts burning. And I don't know why I'm rubbing my chest like it's burning on me too. I got to rub the pain away. <laughs> so Jace lowers his sword and Sebastian moves so quickly that Jace can't even see him clearly. He knocks Jace back and slashes at him with the Morgenstern blade. Luckily, Jace was able to miss most of it, but the tip of it slices like a small spot on his ribs. And bro, the heat is on. Okay, these two are going at it. Sebastian reminds Jace how awesome he is and that Jace can't hurt him because of Clary. And he's like, crazy. Clary wasn't able to hurt me because of you before. It's just this fun little game that we all play. You can't hurt because of the other one. Like, you guys are super selfish. Did you know? You're so selfish that you won't give up the other one to take me out for the goodness of the world. What does that say about you? You're the worst. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) And Jace claps back with a classic, you don't know us. You don't even know anything about us. <laughs> but Sebastian disagrees because he knows his sister. Quote, and not now, but soon enough, I'll know her in every Whoa. way that you can know nope. someone. Nope. Yeah, he's, nope. yeah. He's reminded of the time Sebastian was like, "Um, dude, you're just mad because I kissed your sister. Or maybe you're mad because she wanted it. Gross. Gross. Clearly, he's Uh disgusted. Yes. (sighs) Sebi is giving Jace the ick. He gave him the ick. Yeah, big time. And he deals with it by flinging himself at Sebastian and completely throwing himself off balance from all of his stabby huntery of shadow training that he's had. Like, it's just, it's all going out the window here. And, you know, he's big mad. 
And of course, when you are that enraged, like when you are at that peak of anger, shit can just never go your way. Your belt loop's going to get stuck on the doorknob. Your headphones are going to be plugged into the computer when you're trying to get up. Like shit is going to go haywire. So um, Sebastian literally just steps out of the way and Jace like knocks himself on the ground. And I just imagine him going like, like angry penguin. I don't know. Jace is on the ground, like flat, like on his face or whatever. And he can hear the whistle of a sword swinging down on him. And he is just able to roll out of the way. And Sebastian stands over him like a sexy, I mean, murderous asshole and starts hacking down at Jace. Okay. (laughs) Unfortunately, in the Battle of the Faux Brothers, that's what I did. I do like Battle of the Bastards better. So even though... I don't think technically either one of them are bastards, but anyway. Right. Sebi is superior and ends up stabbing Jace right in his shoulder. He gets him. He's like, and he feels a shock of pain. And Jace does, because we're in Jace's point of view, and involuntary like arches his back off the ground because Jace is still splayed on the ground. Like he was just able to kind of roll out of the way. And... Um, the heavenly fire starts welling up inside of him like that meme of Ariel when Ursula is taking her voice and the meme is uh-huh. something along the lines like when your inner bitch is about to release and I can't remember it exactly but I do miss when meme 30 was all the time like it was always meme 30 and we send them bring that back that's right me too uh-huh. yeah let's do it and anywho Fire starts shooting out from the gash in Jace's shoulder, and a spark of it even slips up the sword Sebastian is holding. And, of course, Sebi's like, ah, damn it, what the fuck? (laughs) And he pulls his hand back, and the sword, like the Morgan Storm sword, falls to the ground. And uh, Sebastian has a black mark on his hand that's the shape of the sword hilt. He got fried. And Jace is in and out due to the searing pain that is being released from his fiery shoulder wound. And when he comes to again, Sebastian is standing over him looking pretty T.O.'d. Like, he's, he looks like he's pretty mad. What, meanwhile, <laughs> the boys are being, like, circled, like, circling the wagons by the Iron Sisters. So they're they're all getting converged on. And the ladies are looking mighty bamfy and are standing in a circle with Adamus blades pointed down into the ground. And there's also Amazing. like that one. What did you say? That they were the silent brother that was popping everybody's cranium. I don't remember what you said exactly, but it was hilarious. <laughs> He's hanging yeah. out there also with his wooden staff, his bow staff skills. And they have this little moment that I have to read to you. Uh, in the 600 years, we have not abandoned. Nope. It doesn't say the. There's not there the. That's not there. In 600 years, we have not abandoned our citadel, said one of the sisters, a tall woman whose hair fell in black ropes to her waist. Her eyes blazed twin furnaces in the darkness. But the heavenly fire calls us and we come. Move away from Jace Lightwood, Valentine's son. Harm him again and we destroy you. Mm-hmm. And I, they didn't read it how I read it. It was Totally more of like a booming voice, not like a book report. So just imagine yes. that. <laughs> and Sebi isn't really impressed. 
And I know it's not all what's going, like what's happening, but I'm envisioning him. Like, I know this is not what's happening, but this is my head. Mm -hmm. He is like Hades from Disney. Like, that's his voice. He's like, Cleo, baby, never going to happen. <laughs> yeah. The Nephilim yeah. have no savior. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, who's, who does that voice again? Who is that? Um, no idea. Hades. I, uh. I'm Googling okay, it. Okay, good. James Woods. Yep. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. okay. Yep. The baby. Anyway, I literally pictured him in the robes. Mm -hmm. And there's a fire going on. Like, it's just all, it's all there. <laughs> yeah. And Cleophas is still trying to persuade Sebastian to retreat by telling him that he, like, okay, listen, listen, sir didn't know before that you needed to fear the heavenly fire okay you didn't know that was a thing like it was still inside jace you were unawares but now that you do know you should just move along like maybe just get the fuck out stop this now don't get me wrong okay we are straight standing sebastian right now i'm in that era still i know he's kind of creepy and says some shit sometimes that's icky but like we're standing mm -hmm. him however that's not this not to say that he doesn't have some things to work on. And this is clearly one of them because he gets like pouty. Okay. He gets pouty <laughs> and he stabs the sword into the ground. Okay. Yeah. And tantrums are gi a giant ick. Okay. Mm -hmm. That is disgusting. We're not into that. And I'm a little bit sad right now. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Don't throw a temper tantrum. How old are you? Is my head cannon? He's 39 years old. Okay. Yeah. That's yes. how old he is. Agreed. But definitely not like 17. Uh-huh. Not. Okay. Not. Yeah. When his sword hits the ground, everything starts trembling and a hole in the earth opens up. It's like, I don't like a sinkhole. It's, it's, it's big. And Sevy just jumps through it. He bounces out. He bounces the fuck out of there. He's like, bye, bitch. <laughs> and then, of course, as Amanda said, we can't just continue on one path. So we're back for a check-in with Alec. And he, he is pleading with Gia to open up the portal again. So you were right, Amanda. Because clearly, everybody here is underestimating the power of the Endarkened. And I really have, I, I don't have any helpful advice. I just have criticism, which is kind of annoying, but I'm going to do it. That <laughs> argument has not worked the 30 times that you fucking used it. Think of something else. Yeah. Think of something else to say to them. They don't care. This argument is not working. You can keep saying it right. a thousand times. Yeah. They're not going to know until they face it. Think of a yeah. different argument. Okay? Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Be like, hey, maybe we should leave the portal open in case there needs to be an emergency exit and you can fucking look through it like. Yes. I don't know. I was going to say like an owl because I just thought <laughs> of that creepy owl again while I was talking. Uh-huh. That's true. Yeah, just stand on the other side and just cheese me in the dark and be like, oh, fuck, things are going down. Keep your portal open right? to look into I it. I mean, can they just can they determine the size? Could they just make it like a little like a porthole? That would be cool yeah. if they could. I okay. mean, I know it drains the caster right. of the portal to keep it open. Like, right. I know that's a thing. But maybe if it was smaller, right? like you're saying, it, it wouldn't be as much. much. Yeah. yeah. Then they could just make it bigger. That's just an example of an argument they could use besides saying the same thing 30 times. I don't know. Yes. Gia 
of course, is like, brother. That's how my kid keeps saying that right now. Portals are really tricky, and the Iron Sisters haven't sent word that they require assistance from Car Ramrod. So, like, I don't know what the fuck to tell you. And then, you wouldn't believe it, but just in the nick of plot, Alec falls to his knees in pain. Okay? And the pain is apparently coming from his rib cage, which makes me wonder, like, is that because it's close to where the parabatri rune is? And that's where the pain's coming from? Because I just always assumed it would be like his shoulder that was hurting him where like Jace got stabby stabbed. As uh-huh. I know Sebastian nicked him in the ribs, but I don't feel like that was enough to like really stop Jace. And I'm assuming if Jace huh. skinned his knee, Alec isn't going to know that Jace skinned his knee. It's more like a mortal right. peril thing. And so I would assume that the pain, like if he got like his Achilles tendon sliced, like the pain would be coming from his foot. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And so like, if this is his shoulder wound, why is his ribs hurting him? I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the Nick is more than we mm-hmm. thought. Maybe it's like that. Maybe he's feeling the heavenly fire, like erupting from his bowels instead of the gash in his shoulder yeah. wound. I don't know. Huh. Maris and Robert, like, Alec falls over. So, of course, they're like, my baby. And they rush over to check on Alec. And he's able to just spurt out, Jace. And they need to open the portal now. Which, I mean, I'm glad that they're doing that. But, like, just because Jace is hurt doesn't mean that they're being overtaken. Right. Like, I'm sorry that's sad yeah. for you that your parabatri is in trouble. But, like, that doesn't mean... I mean, I, I like Jace. I'm glad they're probably going to listen to him, but still. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's right. other people that Parabatri have died. Anyway. Yeah. Yep. Back to the Adamant Citadel. And Clary. So Amatis is laying flat out on her back, and she's egging Clary on. As a spicy fucking bitch would. Okay? She's like, you don't have the guts to kill me. You don't got the <laughs> backbone to murder me. And Clary holds her stance over Amatis and presses the tip of her sword into her chin. And she's like, you don't know what I'm capable of. And Amatis is trying to taunt Clary by telling her, she's like, look me in the face. Say what you see. <laughs> and it's clearly because she looks like Luke 2.0. Right. And so she's like, you, you right. see your daddy Luke looking back at you. Oh. And she doesn't say that exactly but clary's like i know what this bitch is trying to do okay this is like that like that older lady who like still acts like a child and is trying to fight with you and you're like do we have Uh to do this you know Uh right now just like oh is this really like oh come on (laughs) right Look me in the eyes when you kill me. You You are so embarrassing yourself right now, Amatis. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So the sappy memories don't work on Clary because, again, she's smarter than the average bear. She knows what Amatis is trying to do. She knows the Endarkened aren't really the Endarkened, right? Mm -hmm. Um. Amatis throws up her hands and she's like, okay, cool. Mercy. I'm, I'm calling for mercy. That's what I'd like you to do right now. And we thought, okay, Clary was, you don't know what I'm capable of, fair child. But she's hesitating and she thinks to herself, 
Amatus's own quote back to her. She was like, yeah, this bitch literally just said goodness is not kindness and there's nothing cooler than virtue. Like, mm-hmm. I know I should MDK her right now. Okay. I know that mm-hmm. in my heart. But the good side of her chaos is throwing up a stop sign because I feel like uh, Cleary's chaotic good. And so, like, yeah. the good on that chaotic is like, hey, okay, Spice Girls, stop right now. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's also, like, she envisions herself for a moment telling Luke that she killed his sister while she was all- laying on the ground begging for mercy. And I don't think Luke's going to ask you for all those details, ma'am. But, okay, I get it. I understand what you're going through. I don't understand because I've never had to maybe kill one of my family members. But right. I digress. <laughs> we can imagine. Yeah. Yes. yeah. And sort that's of, basically right? the same thing, right? It gives us license to judge them. Same. <laughs> yes. I am armchair quarterbacking. Mm-hmm. Always. Always. Mm-hmm. Cleary is staring down Amatus. And she's kind of relieved that she doesn't have to make her decision. It's taken from her. She doesn't have to because the earthquake reaches them. And Clary loses her footing. She's thrown to the side. Her sword goes flying again because she must have re-sorted herself. I don't know. I just... um, I didn't necessarily reread what you guys wrote. So I didn't know that she lost her sword and we didn't talk about her finding again. But she has it now. Gotcha. Or at least she did. She did. And it goes flipping through the air when the ground starts earthquaking. Because what's-her-face had it on her hip, right? Amatus? Uh-huh. Okay. I don't... I really don't fucking remember. Gotcha. I should. Okay. It's, like, my job to remember. But um, I didn't <laughs> do that. So... <laughs> I would have liked it. Yeah, that sounds good. I like that. Uh-huh. Okay. Clary's able to catch the sword. She's able to, like, get it back in her hands. And she scrapes herself up because the ground is, like, jutting out. Like, it's it's full movie Disney scale earthquake ripping through the Sahara. Okay, the Pride Lands are cracking. And um, Amatus has also regained her footing. And I'm assuming she is standing there like a Twilight vampire. Like, when the Twilight vampires are ready to, like, kill each other in that battle, and they're, like, kind of up like this, like, with their, like, vampy claws out, that's what she's looking like, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Clary watches the ground rip open some more, and she scrambles, trying to escape, while also trying not to fall into the chasm. And once the commotion stops, Amatus is, like, evildoer heckling and tells Clary to send her brother all of her love. Send my brother my love! And Clary reaches the edge of the giant crack on the earth and it's like really super dark down in there. And there's, (laughs) she can kind of see rolling shadows and all of the in dark and start bum rushing the crack. Like it's the last vape at a Subaru race. Okay. (laughs) They are into it. (laughs) And the shadow hunters of course are running the other direction. So the in dark and are running to the crack. The shadow hunters are running away and Clary is scanning for her Jastifer. And she notices the Iron Sisters and a silent brother bent over figure. And she's like, this, this is my man. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, I uh, love that on her way over there. So she obviously she sees what she assumes is Jace. So she has to book it. She's thinking to herself that it's a really dumb idea for her to be running with her blade 
uncovered willy-nilly because her blade is strapped to her side. Right. And, like, I would have never thought about that, which I guess I don't do sword combat, but I'm assuming this is a shadow hunter equivalent to not running with scissors. Okay. Uh-huh. Probably. Don't run with an unstrapped. No, nope, I just can't say the word. An uncovered blade. Sheath. Mm, Sheathed. Don't. Sheathed. Don't. <sighs> Let me just take a moment of silence for that word, I guess. <laughs> of course, the creepy clace energy leads her to know. Wait. Sorry. I said that wrong. Like, she didn't get a good. Like, when I was reading this, I was expecting her to be like, oh, there was a shock of blonde hair. Like, I knew it was Jace. But she didn't even say that. She just saw somebody on the ground with, like, a silent brother. And she was like, Clace, energy, unite. I know that this is my Jace. And so she makes it over. And, of course, she's fucking right. And he looks really pale. But he's awake. So at least he's awake. He's breathing harshly. He looks pale. But his eyes are open. And the silent brother is, quote, okay, unsnapping the gear at Jace's shoulder. And let me just, like, unsnapping? I am having a really hard time keeping this together, like, Mm -hmm. what gear looks like. Because it seems like they're always in gear. So are Shadowhunters just chilling out in plate mail? Like, I don't understand all of this coming together. Maybe there's, like, additional battle gear. But Jace wasn't, like, they were out getting weapons. This was his, like, going out. Like, yeah. this is what he was wearing out to right. go shopping with Cleary. And it's, like, strapped right. in. We didn't talk about any armor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because to me, I always just thought gear was, like, the material. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's, like, plates. I don't. Like, almost, like, uh, like. What are they called? Oh, like a um, bulletproof yes. vest. Mm-hmm. But okay. it would be silly for me that they are wearing armor but weren't carrying weapons. Uh huh. Right. One without the other. What are we doing? I mean, I'm assuming right. he has knives strapped to his body. Yeah. Okay. Like throwing knives, like in like a sheath. So his tool belt at his ankle mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. Like he has a garter and like a bandolier, okay. right? Uh huh. But not like a big weapon, right. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I just when it said snapped, I also like my brain thought of the snaps on a onesie for a baby. Uh-huh. At first, and I was like, no, that's not right. And then I imagined like leather, like uh-huh. belt kind of enclosure, and I uh-huh. just I can't keep it together. Anyway. And it was clearly the word was unzipped and she just wrote it correctly. So I don't know about that. Right. Of course. <sighs> okay. Sorry. I'm literally always going to sidebar when it comes to that. Clary asks for the details of what's happened, like, and how Jace got into that state that he's in. And he just one words her and says, Sebastian. And the wound, the shoulder wound is exposed because the plate of gear is off and it is literally uh-huh. weeping fire. And I crazy. Just I feel like that's unsustainable. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. 
if I think I would if, have to agree. If I could draw, I'd love to draw this so I could see it. Mm-hmm. And I could probably find fan art, right? There's got to be something. But I just, it seems mm-hmm. like it's it's kind of dangerous. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Clary looks up and sees um, that the shadow brother, <laughs> silent brother, is, of course, <laughs> Brother Zachariah. Okay, it is Brother Motherfucking Snackariah who's there. Of course it is. Who else is bashing motherfuckers with a bow staff? Okay, mm-hmm. it is only and ever will be Brother Zachariah. And he takes out a stele. And instead of carving a rune into Jace's shoulder, which was everybody was expecting, he ends up carving a rune on the palm of his hand. And Clary, since her special interest is runes, she can feel the power rating aiding off of it. So she's like, wow. This is a big rune. This is important. This is like lots of power behind it. Mm-hmm. And Rosy Borg hive minds into Clary and Jace, which by the by, very considerate of him not to leave Clary wondering what's going on because he didn't right? have yeah, to transmit this message. Yeah. Yes. And the instructions are specifically just to Jace. So he really is just letting her in. So that way she's not freaked out. And he's like, hold still. Um, this will end the hurt, which is very Victorian in the best way. And the way, like the only way that he can say that, clearly. Yes. With Zachariah's hand to Jace's shoulder, uh, Jace starts screaming and his body lifts off the ground again. And flames start racing up Brother Zachariah's arm and starts burning the sleeve of his like parchment colored robes. And of course, Brother Zachariah backs away. And I was having a really hard time paraphrasing this. And it is a very long section, but I couldn't do it. And I want to read it. So that's what's happening here. Have at it. Okay. The silent brother jerked away, but not before Clary saw that the blaze was rising, consuming him. In the depths of the flame, as it wavered and crackled, Clary saw a shape. The shape of a rune that looked like two wings joined by a single bar. A rune she'd seen before standing on a rooftop in Manhattan. The first rune not from the gray book that she'd ever visualized. It flickered and disappeared so quickly that she wondered if she had imagined it. It seemed to be a rune that appeared to her in times of stress and panic. But what did it mean? Was it meant to be a way to help Jace or Brother Zachariah? Mm. Yes. Yes interesting i know and my mashed potato brain can't figure out like do do i know what that is do do we ever know what that is is it coming is it like not here yet i don't know which clearly we can't talk about on the podcast but Mm -hmm. i just i want to know anyway seems easy Everyone, like the crowd, is basically like, wow, what the fuck just happened? And the Iron Sisters start to move into action, and they're blocking Clary's view of what's happening with Brother Zachariah. Meanwhile, Jace is writhing on the ground, and Clary's panicking at a loss of what to do. And she's like, fuck, this is, this is awful. And it looks like she... I was having a really hard time with this paragraph because I'm pretty sure it's Jace who's like rolling around on the ground in pain. But Zachariah is also doing the same thing. And I'm not sure why Clary is cheesemaying to look at what's going on with brother Zachariah (laughs) when Jace is obviously in lots of pain, but she fucking is. Right. 
She's got to know about that rune. I guess. <laughs> and so she looks through the Iron Sisters' legs to see, which I don't, I don't know. But they're not completely encircling him, I guess. And um, by now, Brother Zachariah's um, body is like sizzling and he is like engulfed in flames. Like he's in shimmering. And I think it's golden flames, right? From what that sounds right. we remember. Yeah. So he's like engulfed in shiver, like shimmering golden flames. Uh-huh. And he is audibly like it was a man. Here's a voice of him like screaming in pain. Like it is burned the silence out of the silent brother. Mm-hmm. And Cleary, Cleary notices that the battlefield has a lot of other injured shadow hunters. Again, maybe I don't remember Jace stopping like freaking out in pain, but she is a fucking cheese may queen. Mm-hmm. Okay. And there's a bunch of shadow hunters who are giving other shadow hunters healing rooms. And they're also like looking for bandages and kind of. The battle, it's like the repercussions of the battle, right? It's the aftermath. And so when Clary stops looking at Brother Zachariah, then stops looking at the other shadow hunters, Jace is back to himself. And he's struggling to, like, get up onto his elbows. And he asks Clary, like, what did I do to Brother Zachariah? Clary's like, nothing much. Just lie down, my love. Don't worry about it. Okay? <laughs> no big deal. NBD. Exactly. And she, like, takes her Stella out, clearly trying to give him a Narazzi. But he's like, don't you dare fucking touch me. Look at what just happened. I'm going to end up hurting you, too. Right. Yeah. Right. And Clary's like, right, exactly. <laughs> she's a pixie, right? Mm-hmm. So we decided she's going to get fairy fried. There you go. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. And she tackles him, pens him down. And then she's, which is, I know Jace is injured, but she must have had really strong willpower to be able to pen him. Right. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. Uh-huh. For real. And so she pens him down and she starts to take her celly out and like to give him a rune above his injured shoulder. And while she's getting ready to draw it, she thinks back to when she was on the SSV Tang and she threw all of her Shadowhunter Juju into making, like, a Bamfy explosion room that, like, blew the ship to pieces. And this time she's doing the same thing, except it's in, like, focusing on healing, not destruction. And the rune that she draws is, like, Vanta Black. And it's, like, the blackest black rune she's ever seen. And she can feel her energy seeping into the rune that's going on Jace's body. And she's having a sensation where she's become one with her stele and her energy is like slipping through. And I'm assuming this is kind of similar to how Alec transferred his power over to Magnus when Magnus mm-hmm. needed like a backup pick me up. Yeah. Energy. Uh-huh. Battery action. Yes. I was going to say auxiliary power again, but I've already said auxiliary a couple times, and I thought you'd judge me for using the same word, but now I'm saying it anyway, so I don't know why that's happening. So you're welcome. And it's such a heavy process for her that Clary struggles to finish the rune, and she, like, slips into unconsciousness at the last minute. Um, And, like, 
her eyes are kind of closing and we see a portal. She sees a portal opening to Angel Square. And then she's also setting us for another wake up scene in the next chapter. So like, good job, Clary. (laughs) Right. Amazing. Glad that you could do this for us. Appreciate it. Uh And um, that's all she said about that. That's all, folks. Okay. That's all, folks. So make sure that you read chapter eight, Strengthen What Remains, for next week's episode. For behind-the-scenes content and the latest updates, check us out on Instagram at Podcast. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.